Hi, I'm the comedian and quizzer Paul Sinha, and I cannot recommend highly enough the benefits of listening to the Promoter Mouth podcast. Do it now. Should bookers get saddled with sorting drivers out? Uh, well, the answer's no. No, 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 they shouldn't. Okay, we are back together again, Pablo. Episode number 44 of the Promoter Mouse podcast. You're back in the room. How are you doing? Is it 44? It's not 44 and a half, is it? It is sort of 44 and a half. Don't tell them that. Don't show them behind the don't, curtain. Don't tell them about the thing I did where we did 15 minutes of pure, podcasting. Pure gold podcasting. It really was pure gold. I've never, I've never thought this is going so well as well as that before. And then I pulled the plug out from behind me, yeah. with my, with my chair. It happens. Don't worry. We're only forty-four and a half episodes in. Forty-four and a half <laughs> episodes. We're still there. I can't wait. So you only pulled the plug out once. What are we going to do for our uh, fifty-two? That would be one year in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's plan that ahead. We should do that, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. That'll be, what, beginning of December? It'll be something special, won't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm that plug guy. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I've just moved my chair there. I'm scared now. Should we tell a listener what just happened, well, since we've alluded to it? I think I just did, yeah. I moved my chair and the uh, the, the yep. wheel pulled the plug out, yeah, losing a 15 minutes of absolute gold. Yeah, it happens. It happens. And and you've really made me feel much better about it, Pablo. Oh, well, I would like to think so. I don't know what I'd have done if you were in charge and you'd done it. I'd have gone... You'd have a... What, you reckon you might have had a hissy fit? No, no, I wouldn't, actually. No. Um, it, it, these things happen. How are you feeling, Pablo? A lot better, thank you very much. Yeah, Good. Yeah, a lot better. It takes it out of the old uh, Rona. It does, do Oh, with the Rona. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like me saying Panny D. Oh, I don't say that. Uh, but you do like the old Rona. Old, the old uh, Covids. The, the, yeah, what, what else do people call it? Uh, oh, I've, I've got the bat flu. That's what they used to say as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it pretty much is, isn't it? But yeah, but yeah, a lot better now. Thank you very much. Good. So it takes out. It's not just feeling bad whilst you've got it. It's the little war with the virus that your body goes through that leaves you absolutely Donald Duck for about a week after. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, we, you've had it fairly easy, let's be fair. It hasn't knocked you completely sideways like some people i've, I've right, known we're not talking ventilators no but, but i've known people who have had it you know recovered and they've got the old long covid whatever that is i think, I think that happened to me first time okay yeah I, I didn't realize but i was wandering around about it was about six weeks after i had it and i was wandering on my day job and i went to visit a, one of the sites that we used to look after and a couple of guys there said oh paul you, you look fucked mate <laughs> and I looked in the mirror and I thought, you're not wrong. Right. And I worked out that I was just still knackered. What did you do whilst you were at home, you know, recovering, Pablo? What did I do? I worked. We were talking earlier, though, about when the old thing came around the first time, we were all locked in our homes. Yeah. And we were talking about Tiger King, and you were talking about, what's the other one? Uh, Squid Games. Yeah, the shows that everyone yeah. was into. Yeah. yeah. Old, uh, yeah. Puts you right back to the panny fucking day, doesn't it? There he goes. <laughs> You've got it now. <laughs> yeah. 
Glenn makes you want to run into the wall. So then, um, then, then what we were talking about before, which was interesting, was the uh, the Steve Coogan biopic of the Jimmy Savile story. Yes, and we we really got into that and said some <laughs> really unforgivable things. <laughs> no, <but laughs> no, we were tr- we tr- good, treated it, it with due, due reverence. No, yeah, it's very it good. Is, it is very good. And what I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say what I was saying a minute ago before before the. Uh, the life support was turned off. In doing a, a biopic of Jimmy Savile, it's a really th- thin tightrope to walk because are you celebrating a paedophile? That's what everybody thought at first. What, what yeah, when I, when he first took that one on and it was news that it was happening... Everybody thought it was insensitive. Insensitive, but also that could have destroyed a career if it is taken in the wrong way by the public. Yeah, and well, fair play to take that risk. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. These people walk among us. I think it's important that we see how somebody with charisma, celebrity and authority, how they can use that and abuse it and they can hide behind it. And in the course of mankind, we haven't had media, like mass media, until reasonably recently. We've only had television and radio since, what, the 20th century? And all of a sudden, these people have been inflated and been revered to the point that almost like they were gods. And then they're not, they're just knobheads. And some of them are actually psychopaths, like he was, just running them up, doing what he wanted to do to bloody kids and dead bodies and God knows what else. And when you look at the level of influence he had among people like royalty and the BBC, but mostly it was the level of support he had. It's interesting, isn't it, uh, how he, he weaponised that. Do you remember the guy, the Russ Monkey with a Gun comedian? Do you remember him? No. His thing, I mean, he, he got caught out. He was a gym teacher and he got caught out bloody up to no good with the uh, young lads and he got abolished from the comedy scene. But he used to do selfies with high-profile acts. So if there was a high-profile act there, he used to do a cheesy selfie and he'd post it and he'd use that to elevate himself. Oh, I've got loads of those. Yeah, you have, haven't you? Oh, I, I yeah. shall pull those out when I need them. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But look, look if you do a Google image search with a lost monkey with a gun, uh, I forget his real name, but that's, that, that was his stage This isn't name. allegedly, is it? This is it's actually... not allegedly. No, no, he's in the news for being... Uh, oh, okay being a nonce but but it's not quite jimmy savile but you can sort of see the direction he was going try to elevate himself amongst the uh, people who were more high profile than him it's exactly what jimmy savile was doing he's hiding behind these people and there was a lot of stuff on there which alluded to the fact that nurses and the people that were in the hospitals doing the job as it should be done were uncomfortable with him having free run and didn't think they could say anything because he had such a such clout. Yeah, and you can imagine, you can see how that works. He he seemed to be above the bosses, didn't he? In his yeah, yeah. in his kind of demeanor and his conduct, and I suppose you can see that if somebody walked into your office and they were, well, no, it it, it doesn't work nowadays, does it? But, but back it, then, I guess we've got to think of it being back then. People did tolerate it for some reason. He, he's a master manip. He was a master manipulator. Mm. He was a psychopath. He was one of those people that you come across from time to time knows exactly how to gaslight people knows exactly how to control people knows exactly how to head people off honestly he's he, he was yeah. a genius at that and and they walk amongst us and if you let somebody like that into such a powerful position then you know they can run amok this is this is no coincidence why the catholic church is full of nonsense because in the catholic church if you're a priest you, you, yeah. you quite literally walk on water you know yeah. there's no questions asked 
Yeah, brave move. He might win some awards for that, people are saying. I think it would be deserved because it is an incredible performance. Yeah. You don't think and for it's one brave. moment it's, uh, it's Alan Partridge or any... Because Savile himself was extremely glib, there was a bit of Partridge naturally in Jimmy Savile, the okay, way he yeah, would yeah. be glib and the way he would just sort of push things over. I mean, you don't get that vibe from uh, Partridge, but... Sometimes Jimmy Savile could actually be quite funny in a really glib kind of way. Mm. You know, he had all the answers and all the stock phrases. And because it was actually Steve Coogan doing it, there was a part of me that couldn't get away from. But it does come across as very controlled and contrived, the responses he gave to certain kind of challenges or whatever. People who were above him, he gave them the impression that if you mess with me, I'll have your head on a plate. Yeah. And that's what they were scared of. Well, and he'd, su- he'd suck up to other people. I tell you what, I once worked with a guy. Uh, um, I was a guy from the head office going to visit him in one of the regions. And he couldn't do enough for me. Went out for uh, an evening meal because I was effectively working away. And I thought, what a lovely guy. Fast forward a couple of years later. I went on an away day with a contractor who's one of whose staff used to work underneath him. Basically, was one of his subordinates previously. And she told me what a creep he was. And it started falling into place. People can be one thing to one person and a completely different to another. Yeah. It to suit their needs. Yeah. So I've always been minded of and that. And in the entertainment industry, I think that's rife, isn't it? Because oh, yeah. you're kind of looking for the next big break or yeah. or sustaining the one you've got. I'd say watch out if anybody looks down the nose at you because because they think that, that you're somehow uh, subordinate and they're going to you know do that. Mm. And uh, just watch out for the overly charming because you can be blinded by it. If there's a lot of charm and then there's a lot of, you know, naturally in the entertainment in- industry, you're going to get these people. But sometimes it masks an awful lot. I always maintain, right, if you have spoken to somebody and something doesn't quite feel right afterwards and you feel like you haven't had a conversation, rather you've had a bit of a job done on you, that's when to look out. Okay, yeah, yeah. If you think, oh, they've just done a job on me. The, the, the interaction, if it seemed too much more familiarity than what actually the, the interaction deserves. Watch out for them. Doesn't mean they're a nonce, though, does it? Doesn't mean they're a nonce. They might just be a bit socially awkward, but, you know. But it, it does it, mean that maybe they've got a slightly different game plan. Yeah. And yeah, and you're just a piece in that plan, I guess. Um, but it brought us on. The, the, before the plug got pulled, Pablo, yeah. and I, I know it was the chair, but there isn't. there's a little part of me thinking it was maybe something that you'd worked on uh, pulling the plug because I said there are some similarities between you and Jimmy Savile. I said you come from up north and you run marathons now and then, now and then, <laughs> now, now and again, now and again. <laughs> yeah, I do, but I don't raise money for charity that often. And I'm not saying that during the London Marathon there are 40,000 nonces yeah. running around. Is London. that what you're saying? <laughs> what they should do is just whenever the marathon starts, they should just round them all up. Put them all into prison on the register. That's what they should do. I know a lot of people don't like uh, posts about running a marathon. They get a bit fed up with it. They're a bit like, oh, yeah, we, we get it. You run. But, you know. you know. Oh, you do run. And you do yeah. like to tell people about it. How many miles this week? <laughs> what? Uh, none. Supposed to run the Amsterdam Marathon. But if you remember, got COVID. Okay. Couldn't do it. I'll try to find another one to do between now and the Christmas. So but it's going to be difficult with everything I've got going on. You went to Amsterdam over the weekend. Yes. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But did yes. you see lots of people before and after? What, doing, doing a marathon? Yeah, on the flight. 
there were people you could tell they were going there for the uh, marathon. Why did they look dead inside? They were wearing running shoes, guy. That's oh, all. Oh, is that why? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's an easier way to tell, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap, crap Colombian cartel leaders, they have joined together with the aim of banging on about UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. Thanks, Tony. Uh, yes, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, I do think an alternative name for this pod, if we'd have thought about it, it could have been Crap Colombian Cartel Leaders. Mm. Would that have got us more listeners? I like promoter mouths. Yeah. I do, because yeah. we do talk some shit, and we do sometimes say things that people disagree with. Yeah. And we sometimes do say things which we don't even agree with <laughs> sometimes. Thank God for your editing skills. <laughs> oh, there has been a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I've never kept it, and it, um, probably for good reason. <laughs> and actually, just before uh, we started this one, the second time around, I had to reformat the entire uh, SD card. And yeah. so there's a lot of stuff there which is now gone. Thank probably God. just as well, isn't it? Yeah. No, I've got a lot of it. Um, I've got a lot of it saved. We've got it on the cloud, old episodes, but it doesn't. It doesn't save the stuff that's gone. Oh, all right. Well, it's probably just as well. But I will say this: if you are a Patreon. You do get the extended edits where we're not quite so careful with editing. Yes, it depends on on the turnaround time, though, Pablo. I've got yeah. to be honest. So yeah, I know. some of them aren't but, but, quite. But, but don't have to tell them. Oh no, I don't have to tell them. Yeah, yeah, they get they get <laughs> they get some stuff, don't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that that stuff that they get. But I do think that some of the patrons do listen to that and they miss the final edit, which is sometimes a little bit slicker. So they might be going away from some of the longer edits thinking, well, that was a bit of a Speaking of, of challenge. S- slick editing, your uh, Spanish music over my um, recounting of my Spanish stag do last week was absolutely sublime. Well done. Thank you, mate. I'm yeah. so proud of that. I've listened yeah. to it more times than <laughs> is healthy, and it makes me giggle every time. That's no, very good. Very good. <laughs> Yes. I've got a good mind to put it in here as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just wheel it out again. You want me to tell you about the stag do? Yes, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you about all the bits of the stag do. Because there's a certain amount of what happens in Benidorm stays in Benidorm, right? So that that's, you know, you've got to put that right up there. But I can tell you about the uh, cultural city walks, the museums, the art galleries. What a load of horse shit. <laughs> We don't want to hear that, Pablo. We want to hear about the lesbians and the and the um, the lady boys, please. There it goes. Wasn't that brilliant? <laughs> Might. Yeah, it's worth a second round. Uh, it was very good. Well, let's see what's coming up. We're going to have a week roundup. Uh, praise be. Comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. Parking like a twat in Loddon and Chet Gray. Seagull news. Opinion halls. Hellfire and damnation. Contrition. Oh, last in the last episode, yeah. you said something which made me think. It was a criticism of my hospitality, Pablo. And this brings us round to the point at which I pulled the plug out with you, my chair. So what 
What did I say? You said, you saw me drinking a little bit of a beer. Yes. And you said, oh, you never bring me beer when I come around. <laughs> You've never given out the beers. So... I went to the shops and got us a beer. Ah, God, I love you. Yeah. Careful, what's that plug? Oh, God. <laughs> Brooklyn Lager. Cheers, Gary. Cheers, Pablo. So, can we have no more of that chat about my hospitality? Never again. I think, I think I've think i done... You're not exactly discouraging me, are you, by giving me beer from home? Well, you're not exactly turning it down either. No. no. And I got Brooklyn because I thought... It's a nice drop, isn't it? Why is it called Brooklyn? Well... It's not from America, is it? It's because uh, that's where Beckham and Posh spies had a shag. It is, isn't it? That's why they called their firstborn Brooklyn, because the, he was conceived in Brooklyn. Is that why your firstborn was called Behind the Bins? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, shall we have a week roundup, Pablo? Uh, after nearly dying of COVID, I went to... Hang on, you never nearly died of it. I, I you did, did a podcast and had a couple of days off work. And I, wor- I worked from home. Rec- yeah, you worked from home and recorded a podcast. That's was, hardly nearly dying. I was two days in when uh, when, when we spoke. And, and, and I did the podcast from bed. Listen, could, mate, don't... Listen back to it. I sounded like I was on death's door. Honestly, please don't make me do the maths. Okay, now we won't talk about that. Pablo super spreader done. Yeah, so, um, so, so what What did you get up to at the weekend? I didn't run the Amsterdam marathon because I was just after recovering from COVID, mm. which I didn't have anymore. And we stayed in a nice place just outside of Amsterdam called Harlem. Have you, have you heard of Harlem? I have heard of a Harlem, but I, and I also know of the Amsterdam one, but it's not the Harlem Globetrotters Harlem, is it? No, it's not the one in, in, in that there America that, that's named it, after the Dutch one. Is it called Harlem or something? It's called Harlem. 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 Is that... Oh, it's called Harlem. Harlem. Oh, that's yeah. better, yeah. 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 Harlem. Yeah, it rolls better if you do it yeah. in a Dutch way. So, do you remember last week when I started to tell you about the cultural city walks and museums and art galleries? Well, we stayed away from the, the cafes. We went to one cafe, but it wasn't that kind of cafe. We didn't end up having a bifter. We went to this place, that uh, a cafe that did pancakes. Shroopwaffle. Uh Well, they did waffles if you want them, but these were actual Dutch pancakes. Don't go bundle on them. You know what? I mean, I ate some really lovely stuff out there, but they're... The stuff that they have as indigenous food is a bit shit. No, waffles are good. Yeah, but how good's a waffle? Really good. No, no, it's just okay. No. It's like when you go to Cornwall and have a pasty. You think, how good's a fucking pasty? And you taste it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's pasty. It's, it's, it's no. doesn't get any bit better than a fucking okay. pasty. Okay, then, then, then the pop, into a, pop into a coffee shop, have a right old fat one. They taste bloody delicious after that. Well, you know, last yeah. time I went there and had a right old fat one, I'd, I had to I'd, go back to the hotel room for a cry. So the food was over there was lovely. I tell you what, went to a restaurant, and it was a state restaurant, and I saw on the website with the food that they were doing, they didn't put the prices on the website because you have to keep updating it. And I thought, oh, they do Wagyu steak, and it's in a really, it was like a five-star, like five-star out of five rated steak restaurant. I thought, I've got to get a Wagyu steak. Guess how much the Wagyu steak was? Um, how big was it? I don't know. It was in grams, so it got a bit confusing. I'd imagine you wouldn't be paying much less than 80 to 100 euros. Yeah, yeah, that's it. About 74 quid, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, so fuck that. 
That's for like a, a yeah. six six or eight ounce steak. Something like that, yeah. Well, I did get a steak in the end, but it wasn't the wacky one. That's pretty standard. But I tell you what, the steak I had, either it was the world's most brilliant steak or it was just cooked by the world's best chef. I had it there as well. None of this bullshit like a Marco, that Marco Pierre White's. You, you know, if you ask for it rare, they come out and they give you this pile of gloop and blame it on you because you said you yeah, wanted it rare. Yeah. You say you wanted a rare. This was a ribeye. That's it. I ordered the same thing. Yeah, it was a ribeye. Yeah. Perfect. Melt in the mouth. Absolutely gorgeous. Lovely. I had a different experience when I went to Amsterdam once upon a time. And I was there with some mates. I think it was when we went with their university mates. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But this has stuck with me for years. And it was opposite the grasshopper coffee shop which is a big one quite a prominent touristy one and it's just opposite there and we went into this takeaway shop and everyone was ordering their food and i ordered and everyone got their food and i didn't and i went to the guy and i said oh i ordered the chicken strips and he said oh we haven't got any more chicken strips left and i went oh but i ordered it ages ago and everyone else has got theirs and he went oh, wait a minute, and he disappeared, and he came back with some chicken. Now, this has always played on my mind, and he cooked it, and he gave it to me, and I ate it. But I can't help thinking, what the fuck did he do with that chicken? Because it, I didn't, I wasn't being arsy with him, but he didn't look like a happy man after I'd said, oh, you know, everyone else has been served, and I haven't. And then I ate the chicken that he somehow found from somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Was it, it wasn't chicken, was it? I don't know what he'd done with it, yeah. to be honest. And I still wonder, um, yeah. even to this day. But how, how do you suddenly magic up some chicken from an, another place? Like, that isn't in the in the restaurant. It was like a takeaway thing. It wasn't chicken, mate. What was it? I've just got this picture in my head of him, you know, just doing some unmentionable things with whatever it was he was. He then brought down and cooked for me. Just, you, just for his own yeah. pleasure. No, uh, was he paranoid before you went in there? Well, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. What the fuck was that I ate? Yeah. And where did it come from? Or what did he do with it? It's more what he did with it that I'm more worried about. Mm. Anyway, did, he probably gave you his own tea because he felt bad. Do you think so? Oh, that's yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. that's changed. There, yeah. Actually, that's made me feel a lot better. Thank you. One thing I noticed out in Amsterdam, and this is God's honest truth, wherever you went to get served or looked after, the staff, whether it be in a retail shop or whether it was food and drink or a cafe or whatever, all of them happy to be there, loving every personal interaction, seemed honestly seemed like a different way of life. They, they seemed really happy. Over here, you just get tutted at and like, yeah. not all the time, but particularly in Harlem. What a lovely place that is. I always feel really guilty when I meet Dutch people because they speak... Dutch and English perfectly and they speak of German and yeah. often French and we're over here insisting that they all speak English when they speak to us because we are aren't quite like that we we learn yeah. how to order a, an ice cream in France but they are all absolutely fluent in several languages it yeah, seems yeah. well it helps them 
Like, and they, they don't get the ump because you're not trying to speak Dutch. I, I, I've noticed this. There's some places you go somewhere and they just want you to try, don't they? If you don't try, they get the ump with you. They're, they're a bit like that in Spain and yeah, definitely and like that in France. As Germans well. don't like you trying to speak. In, if somebody tries to speak English to me who isn't English, I'll fill in the gaps. I'll know what they're basically trying to say if it's not quite perfect. Go to Germany, they will correct you. And they'll they'll also just start speaking English to you rather than enjoy you trying yeah, to speak yeah, German yeah. badly. Well, in, in Amsterdam, they, I think the, I, I came across a few people who weren't Dutch, and their common language was English, and I've sort yeah. of witnessed that. So, so because it's a common language, we're very lucky that we speak English because that's the common language of the planet a lot of the time. But surely there's something to do with their education system that helps that along. Yeah, they teach them how to speak English. And we're missing out. Yeah, but we don't have to, do we? Because you, we haven't got all... Everybody else speaks English. So we're a little bit spoilt, aren't we? Yes, but the skills that go into learning languages... Oh, yeah, definitely. We were, we were saying this. We, we should... I mean, what's the point of French? I'm not being funny. Spanish, but like... A, a, what, an eighth of the planet probably speaks Spanish? Well, let's like ask a Frenchman. <laughs> what's the point in French? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like speaking fucking Welsh or something. There's no point, is there? A lot of South America speaks Spanish, right? Mm. right? And there's lots of colonies all over the world that speak Spanish, same as English. So that's not a bad one to learn. I mean, unless you go into the odd part of Africa or bit of Canada, mm. you're not speaking French anywhere else, are you? No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where, anyway, <laughs> good chat. Although it is quite... Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is great chat. Yeah. This is great chat. <laughs> this is great chat. Yeah. Let's move on. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths. Oh, you've put anniversary with dog. I didn't put that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you're probably wondering what I did over the week, Pablo, and it was my wedding anniversary on Saturday. Was it really? Why, why have you written anniversary with the dog then? <laughs> well, because I spent my anniversary, my 23 years married anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you say congratulations. Mate. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I, thanks, I already did this on, the, on Facebook. A lovely picture of you, Mrs. Um, Kai. But it coincided with a weekend where my Mrs. Kai went to Liverpool with a group of dancers ah. and parents for a national competition finale. So you spent the anniversary with the dog? Well, listen to the rest of this, right? I did. I spent the weekend with the dog. Yeah. And pleasant as it was, it wasn't the anniversary week, the 23-year anniversary week weekend I thought it might be. But I discovered when Mrs. Guy came back that there were a load of dads on the trip as well. They'd all gone uh. up and they were, they'd all been out going to the... Uh, like the Beatles Museum and having beers and while the women were off doing the dance. And I said, oh, I didn't know there were all the blokes were going. Some I know uh, reasonably well. And I was like, I didn't know that. She said, no, no, um, because you you were looking after the dog. <laughs> you had to look after the dog because she was up there with my daughter. And so I spent my anniversary. Aww. And she went up on Saturday at five in the morning, left here, came back Monday afternoon <laughs> and all I had throughout the weekend were messages saying, "Have you fed 
Bella? Have you walked <laughs> Bella? How's Bella? <laughs> is Bella do? Oh, is she missing me? Oh, is she missing me? Is she missing mummy? And I'm like. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what's missing. <laughs> I'll tell, I tell you what, um, I think Mrs. Kay probably thought, you know what, I just need a fucking break. <laughs> 23 years of this <laughs> shit. Exactly. I'm, I'm, fucking off, to... I'm fucking off to Liverpool. <laughs> and we've got a mate like you all come and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Go, you've put Harlem and its real-time proximity to Norwich. It just freaks me out how quickly you can get from Harlem back to Norwich. Literally, in less than a couple of hours. And when you take off at Amsterdam to get here for the afternoon flight, I think you leave at something like 10 to 2, but you get back at 20 to 2. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, because of the time distance. Dif- That's difference. nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. When I lived in Germany, so it was an hour from Bremerhaven where I was living to Bremen, and then you could get a train direct, I think, from Bremen all the way to the to Amsterdam, pretty much, with yeah. maybe one change. And that took about four hours... So yeah. it's even further. Yeah, some of the train journeys. Like, you can go anywhere in Europe. No, it's good. And they've got the, a much better rail service over there. Nice chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they? Oh, lo- lovely trains. Lovely trains. <laughs> toot, toot. They go really fast. D- did you feel that it was a more advanced country? Oh. Holland? Or oh. No? Oh, they're still wearing clogs, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're still wearing clogs and fishing for their suppers in the oh, canals. Oh, jeez. Like, like, if you ever run out of tr- cheese, don't don't have any fear. You've got two shops along. There's another fucking shop selling cheese. Oh, yeah. On Sunday, right, after clo- shops were closed, the, shit, the, the cheese shops are still open selling fuck tons of cheese. You don't need that much cheese. Right. Going, going though, whilst you were there, did you go through the red light district to have a little gander? Not this time, actually. Oh, you avoided yeah. it. Yeah, wasn't I've seen it before. Very grown up of you. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've had a gander at it before. It's weird, isn't it? Well, the last time I went was years ago, but what had, what had started happening is the government or the local sort of par- council, what, I don't know what you call them, um, they started to buy up the rooms, the little booths that the ladies of the night yeah. frequented and worked from and turned them into sort of um, advertising um, areas for yeah. fashion shops and art galleries. Yeah. So you went past, and they they basically started hiring them out to reduce the number of rooms available. So the person renting the space still got their income, but it wasn't for sex. Yeah, uh, they're still there. They definitely are still there. I was there just last year oh, they with, are, with, yeah. with Jake, and yeah, we saw them, and it's is is a bit freaky. And one of the worst jobs going. In Amsterdam, a proper, it might be one of the worst in the world. Now, there are some bad jobs in the world. The man that mops the floor in the video booth shops, you know, the sex uh, the sex videos, you know, they have those videos, Uh-oh. places. Oh, yes, you do. You know, know what you, you mean. Okay, well, I was walking along and I was like, oh, I'm curious to see what that is. And it was a place where you can watch videos. Now we have the internet apparently that apparently there's stuff on the internet that you can watch which is equally as uh, 
equally... Why are you looking at me like you don't have a clue, Pablo? Do you not know this? Oh, let me educate you. Right? On, Basically, obviously. there are places in Amsterdam where you can go and you can put coins into a box, probably. I don't right. know. I, I, how would I know that? Yeah. And, and <laughs> there are places you can go in Amsterdam where you can watch videos yeah, yeah. of a sexual nature... Yes. Privately. Right. And you, as far as it looks from the outside, you can go into these little, um, like, cubicles... Yeah, yeah. ...where there are videos playing. Yeah. And you can basically choose... It's like, basically, a little... Is this another one of your jobs that you had? It's like porn... It's like porn... Was it? Was you, was you a... Um a spunk sweeper upper. And that's the worst job going. It's the man that mops the floor in the spunk booths. Is it minimum wage? Do you get more? Well, no, it's just above, actually, and double time on Sundays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, I would say that's the worst job going. It's worse, got to be worse jobs than that, isn't it? What, mopping up other people's spunk? That can be a... That's well, not a job I'm, I'm actually enjoying going to on the bus in the morning. Oh, yeah, what do you do for a living, Pablo? Well, he's mop up a bit of spunk, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you call that? I am a cleaning operative. Actually, spunk mopper does sound Dutch. You're a spunk mopper? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for living? I'm a spunk mopper. Yeah. Yesterday, Pablo, I was driving my car from Great Yarmouth after teaching and suddenly the battery warning light came on mm. and I thought, oh, that's a battery warning light. I've not seen that before, not while I'm driving anyway. Right, so yeah. I, I ignored it, and then I drove a bit further, and then it was like, oh, the DSC warning, and I'm like, oh, that's because the battery's a bit low. Okay, I'll keep driving, and then <laughs> this is my journey home from Yarmouth to Loddon, and then it went, oh, um, parking brake fault, and I was like, yeah, that's probably the, uh, <laughs> that's probably the battery thing again. Yeah, yeah, clearly the battery's on its way out. Driving on, driving on, and then it went something like gearbox fault. And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's all to do with the battery. Kept driving, and then suddenly everything went off. I couldn't see what speed I was going. The speedo things weren't working. It, it started losing a bit of power, and then it was like, uh, it didn't tell me anything else because it didn't work. And then the uh, everything had shut down. The windscreen wipers, they wouldn't work. And I'm like, yeah, this, this battery's flat, right? But it's still going, so I'm going to carry on. And so um, wherever I stop, then I'll call the uh, RAC. Anyway, I managed to get 30 seconds away from my house. And as I slowed down, it just went... <laughs> it was like a clown's car, you know, short yeah. of the fucking doors and falling off. Yeah. And the wing... The, yeah, and the wheels dropping off. And, it, and there it stayed. It, I was basically in the middle. You know, the turning, when you turn right, you can just sort of move into the centre so cars can still go past you yeah. on the a146 turning in to high bungy road just there he was in the middle of the a146 i was literally in the middle of the a146 but cars could go either side uh, but cars that came behind me that yeah. wanted to turn they queued up couldn't the, even put your hazards on no because there, of... there was no power to the hazards nothing like that so yeah that's where i was anyway that was my day uh yesterday so this proper nice people yeah amongst and it was a busy road yeah i phoned the rac got through to them and they said no you need to call the police to move you because you're too close to where you live for us to help and that's a caveat in their mm. thing i pay for so 
sure enough, I called the police and then within about sort of 25 minutes or so, a lovely policeman came along and towed me off of the road with his blues and twos on. It was good, right? But this is praise be to proper nice people because whilst I was waiting, a lone woman came along and wanted to help me. She goes, can I help? Is there anything I can do to help? She stopped her car and came out and I thought that's lovely, right? And then a guy with a van came and he tried to jumpstart it for me. You know, proper time out of his day to do it. Yeah. He was like, you know, in his, on his way home from work. And he tried jumpstarting it. That didn't work. What had happened is the battery was completely dead. Yeah. I've now bought a new one and uh, it's working now. I've managed to drive it. But then the policeman came along and he said, well, I've I just got to tow you off the road. And he did. And we got off, towed me off. And then I said, hey, I tell you what, I only live literally around the corner right he's got his lights flash and i said would you mind taking me home right and i thought it's a bit cheeky because i'm sure he's got better things to be doing yeah. it turns out though that he's the same guy i met in the library recently who's been to my comedy nights so he knew you so he knew me and celebrity pays off and he took me to my door yeah towed me along with his lights flashing and did a better job than the rac now i i know he's not going to be listening but i hope his uh, his colleagues don't think Hang on a minute, you're not meant to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those were good people. Praise be for a shit day turning out to get me, at least get my car home. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Cars. <laughs> wow, the motor mouths. Hey. Uh, y- you've put chicken wire. Praise be. Yes. Bobby Mayer, have you seen his viral video? No. Bobby Mayer. Yeah, Bobby Mayer, the comedian. Well, I thought I'd, I saw this a couple of times earlier. About 10 years ago or something, he got heckled at a gig by some bloke shouting chicken wire at him. Didn't understand why, how, <laughs> whatever. Why are, you, why are you saying chicken wire? And any time he posts something on social media, the same guy trolls him and just says chicken wire. And he's been driving him fucking mental for about 10 years. So it, it, what he does, the guy... When, when he trolls him, he, he's actually put his real name down. So he's looked him up on LinkedIn, found out where he worked, and he's gone round there and confronted him. <laughs> started shouting chicken wire at him. They're going, I win, I win. Ten years ago, I was on stage in Birmingham. Some guy shouted out chicken wire. I got off stage, and I assumed that was the end of it. But no, every time I post on my Facebook fan page for the last ten years, he comments and he writes chicken wire. But he made a mistake. He used his real name. I found him on LinkedIn. I know where he works now. So today, I'm driving 150 miles to EE and Dudley to pay him a little visit. He's an assistant manager. Working there for 10 years, you should be more than an assistant manager, you loser. What even is chicken wire? I guess it's the wire they put on chicken cages. I'm not a chicken. Why are you shouting chicken wire at me for the last 10 years? Chicken wire! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! I win! You lose! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! This is years in the making! He's been trolling me for 10 years! And now I win! 10 years! He has been trolling me! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! I win! I've put James. I put it on earlier while we were chatting. Yes. You know Patreon James? I know Patreon James. James Preston. Yes. Um, and he... Okay. Uh, he came to a gig, right, um, the other day, and he's a, he does a bit of graphic design. And I said to him, oh, what do you think of the new sort of comedy club things I've been putting on posters? And he wasn't a big fan, 
of it uh started just sending me a few ideas for different logos and bits and pieces which is lovely of him you know i don't know if he's going to send me an invoice (laughs) (laughs) fucking not (laughs) but one of the things he said which is lovely is that he's also got video camera equipment pablo this is news to you and he would love to set up a video thing where he videos the podcast at some point and does an episode where we get a proper little going to with editing that cuts between us let's up, do it up for that if he's if, if he's if he's up for that i think we, we probably need to go and do it in si- one of size little cabins don't we one of his little wank shacks i oh, know that's not what they're called are they or patreon size yeah yeah we should probably go and do it in one of his little shacks but um he'll set the video cameras up <laughs> wank shacks <laughs> no no sorry <laughs> karaoke no that's what i meant yeah uh, karaoke have i told you i once got a uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I once entered a word for Roger's uh, Profanosaurus and got it got it put in there. What was the word? Wankarium. <laughs> <laughs> and it was exactly that, a wank shaft. <laughs> a wank shaft? Wank shaft. Oh, that's, that's, that's a wankarium a, is a wank. Uh, do you mean a shack? Wank shack, yeah, uh, that's a, it. Or a hutch, which uh, if there were animals involved. No, but uh, James Preston, thank you, James, for the offer. We will take you up on that when we're ready soon. Um, it's just finding a nice, comfortable locale that... This isn't really. This is just a blank wall with a table. But certainly, you know, a little couch would be nice, wouldn't it? Where we sit back like they do on the when you see other podcasters. You can see the success of a podcast by just how much shit they've got around them. Mm. Don't you think that? Look, <laughs> look at this. We've got a, a wall with marks all over it behind the, me. There's, there's a, a football podcast I like specifically about Manchester United. And they've got a studio. And they put them all in the studio, but they gave them swivel chairs. And like, there was about six of them in a row. And they're all just fucking yeah. moving from side <laughs> to side. And I just couldn't watch it. So keep fucking still, yeah. you bastards. Or you'll pull the plug out, yes. you dickheads. Anyway, thanks, James. Yeah, let's, yeah, cheers, let's, 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 let's do it, man. Let's do yeah. it. Um, I've put comics who don't drive and they're double agents. Yeah. There are agents that are responding to my adverts for for gigs saying this guy can do it this guy can do it and i'm going great and then you find out that uh, they live in manchester and they don't drive and yeah. you're like Hang, how can i work with that oh they can get the train but then you later find out or oh, have you got a driver because he can't come back or yeah if he's doubling up you can't get from one to the other are you getting that a lot well i booked half smith right so i've got to sort that out you know what i mean and i think some people say to me so how, how do you manage to get arthur the reality is he turns up at the station he's got a car waiting for him they bring him by car to his hotel they'll take him from the hotel to the venue they'll take him back to the hotel and they'll take him back to the station in the morning and yeah. um, that's how you get some acts yeah. and this is for me it's a small price to pay for a decent act if that's what it takes but if you're not going to offer that then it's not going to make it easy for them and therefore it's probably not going to happen plus a wad of cash that helps <laughs> Parking like a twat in Loddon and Shedgrave, in brackets, the local bit. Thank you for that. And you've put a last psychic supper, question mark? To the listener, there's supposed to be a psychic supper at the White Horse. Yeah. Uh, and simultaneously with that happening, the landlord of the White Horse, the, our beloved patron, Simon Peck, is asking for psychics because he hasn't got one. Yeah. So Nobody <laughs> saw that coming. Anyway, there's a no psychic supper happening 
Unless there's a new, new psychic in town. We need a new psychic in town. I could do it. You look miserable, love. Somebody died. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody here. Is anybody here? Had a... Had a, had a oh, okay. Was it someone close? It I, was, wasn't it? I heard Mrs. Pavlov recounted a story where where he completely nailed this death that some obviously people are there because people somebody died, and it, this complete stranger turned up. He said, "Oh well, yeah, I'm getting such and such a person," and he completely nailed it. It was a murder. And he, he said, what? Oh. So it happened suddenly. He basically recounted a couple of things publicly, and he said. Don't want to go into anymore, but I'll happily give you a, a private reading free of charge. There's a lot to sort of say in this one. Um, well, that's I pretty mean, powerful stuff to say in front of an audience, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but apparently he nailed it. Wow. He does a lot of that. If it Put was it this me, way. if it was me, right, mm. I could do this. Okay, what you do is you book your tickets through Kai, shaftofwit.com. Yeah, you book your tickets in advance. Yeah, yeah. they're cheap, 10 quid. Yeah, book your meals with Simon. Similar arrangement to the comedy yeah. and then I take the people that have booked their tickets and I google their names and facebook their names and I look down there and oh dear yep grandma I don't know what you say again, you know, honestly you do your research yeah no honestly it doesn't work like that it, it would work like that with me because I'm it a would. charlatan yeah no he's not he's a he's a genuine medium understanding dead people you brought this up. You're wishing yeah, you hadn't now because I'm not. I'm not quite of the same. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying you can probably Google them. Yeah, yeah, you can't Google everyone. No, you can't. But those that you speak to, you so, can. Yeah. Ah, we've got Pablo here now. Pablo, Pablo. Yep, I'm getting a message from your liver. Oh, it's still left. You left some of it in Benidorm. <laughs> I saw my soul in Benidorm. <laughs> yeah, your soul is crying in the yeah. in the toilets. Yeah, it bloody is. I, I parked like a twat. I parked yeah. in the middle of the A146. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised my car has not appeared on any of the parking sites. Yeah. No. <laughs> Didn't you take a picture of it? I took a picture of it. Put it on? No, I can't, because then people say, oh, you're just showing people you've got a drug you are. That's happened. Yeah, I, but I did it once for a laugh. I'm like, oh, what am I like? And then I deleted it because I thought, yeah. Yeah, but it's not. I, I, I pandered to what people think, which I shouldn't, shouldn't do. do that. No, so shouldn't do that. Yeah, but but the re the reality is though, we say that and then we delete a load of shit off of this, don't we? That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it happens. Yes, yeah, so I parked like a twat in the middle of the A one four six, and the number of cars. There were cars that pulled up behind me, and I was stood on the verge, right? And they stayed there, beeping their horn, and a car with no driver. <laughs> No, no hazard lights. No hazard lights. And yeah. then when I was waving at them from the side of the road to let them know that I'm not in the car, they shouted at me because my hazards weren't on. Because it was my <laughs> fault again. Yeah, it was. They, they didn't read the situation. Maybe I'm not that stupid. There was no power to the hazard lights, Pablo. I mean, he did say that he had all his warning lights come on, but you carried on. No, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought I could get home. Just warning lights are there for a reason. No, they are. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. To stop you putting yourself and others in danger, like you ended up doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but that aside, <laughs> the fact is, they are dumb, motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Seagull News. It's now time for Seagull News.
seagulls increasingly harassing people in Dutch cities. Seagulls are increasingly causing problems in Dutch urban areas, moving further and further inland. Foxes and stricter fishing rules, among other things, make it more difficult for birds to find food, something that's abundant in cities. Seagulls are a protected species, so there is little to be done against them. Yes, the nuisance caused by seagulls in urban areas is increasing. Spokesperson Raoul Rosenstraten of the municipality of The Hague told newspapers. They pick their way through garbage baths, often leaving a trail of trash behind them, or even steal food from people's hands. You can safely say thousands of people in The Hague regularly suffer from the animals. In recent decades, more and more foxes have been found in the dune area, one of the most dangerous natural enemies of seagulls, Rosenstratton said. Then the roofs of the houses are relatively quiet for the rest of the nests. And the advantage is that is always food to be found in the cities. It is not garbage bags, it's a fish stalls or snack carts. Albert de Jong of Zolven Vogenleden Rockenzock, one of the Netherlands' largest known centre of birds, confirmed this. Nuisance in coastal cities is nothing new in itself, he, he said. But we do notice the number of municipalities where girls cause nuisance in, in is increasing. They are increasingly breeding in cities further inland, such as Utrecht. In addition to the foxes, stricter rules for fishermen also play a role in the seagulls' move further inland. De Jong said, The girls used to be able to find a lot of food at sea because fishermen threw the substandard catches overboard. But that is no longer allowed. You now have to take them ashore. That was a major blow to the food supply of girls. They went looking for alternatives. Despite the increase in nuisance, recent estimates indicate that the number of gulls in the Netherlands is declining. Our country has between 75,000 and 90,000 breeding pairs of the lesser black-backed gulls and between 30,000 and 41,000 pairs of herring gulls. That was the Netherlands, uh, the Netherlands. Um, I thought that uh, De Jong was an expert. Yes. He knew what he was talking about. He certainly did. The clogs. The clogs. His people click, clicking with the clogs. The clogs, the tulips and the cheese. Yes, yes. And the prostitutes. Opinion whores. You've put, should bookers get saddled with sorting drivers out? Um, well, the answer is no. No, 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 no. They shouldn't. I've got to drive to Lancaster first thing in the morning. Lancaster, bummer. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get a kebab in Lancaster and report about it next week. Are you? Yeah. Great. I'll tell you who's coming here. Um, Eddie Brimson coming, and he does chip shop reviews, doesn't he? How does he? On TikTok, yeah. I didn't know he did. That. I'm going to try and get him to do limbs because he's staying here. Do it. I might get him to do a limbs chip shop. I've review. already reviewed limbs, haven't I? And I know show. John Mann is um, is getting him to do one in Lowestoft, but I think he's going to be all chipped up when he gets out of here. Hellfire and damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged, or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. 
Thank you, Diane. And I can see now, Pablo, why you've been keen to rush things along because we've got to Hellfire and Damnation and you've got five things on the list. You've put people who queue nowhere near where they need to queue and make a shit queue from behind them. The stupid <laughs> c**ts. Yeah. Have you come across this? It's annoying, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're queuing up at a bar or a counter and there's somebody... And you, you, you go to the... There's somebody stood about a metre and a half away from where they need to be. And, and like, you need to go... Somebody will push in front of you if you don't go closer. And you say to them, oh, are you queuing up? Knowing full well that they are and they're just being a bit of... You know, they're just trying to be a bit f***ing maverick about where they're standing. And they'll say, uh, oh, yes, I am. And then they'll carry on f***ing standing there. Mm. And I think, all right, we'll just stand outside in the f***ing rain then whilst you don't move up towards the counter. Yeah. You know, and they stand there and they create this f***ing tension. Yeah, this uh, happened in the post office uh, very recently. Yeah. And they were clearly looking at stuff and, like, looking through stuff on the shelf. They were still shopping, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And... As I went to go to the queue, they indicated that they were in the queue and they were next. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I stood back. And then they didn't... I, I could tell from their body language that they weren't really then interested in looking at the stuff on the shelf. But they did anyway to prove a point, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They started picking stuff up and looking at it in a very different way <laughs> to yeah. before. And I'm like, oh, f*** off. Just let me go first and you carry on doing your yeah, shelf yeah. shopping. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just stood there and you're thinking, well, you could fit three people between you and the person who's actually getting served. Yep. Yeah, you're still not, anyway. Yeah, they could get in the get bin. In the, get in the bin yeah. and, and form an orderly queue while you do so, Dick. No, don't even, you don't know how to no. queue. You've put video menu boards that keep bastard changing when you're trying to make your mind up what you want. This is new, right? Have you noticed these things? You go into like. Um, Costa or Greg's or whatever, and you're looking at the menu, and then it f***ing changes, and you go, oh, what was that? And then th then in, you normally get asked, oh, what is it you want? Oh, I, don't, I was looking at the f***ing thing, and it changed. Mm -hmm. And then you go back up again, and you think, oh, how much yeah. is that? And it changes again. Yeah. It's like, and I don't want to know what the weekly offer is or whatever, or, or the advert for whatever it splashes on. I'll tell you what, it's uh, good to have you back, Pablo. It is. <laughs> Because I, I missed you. Because because for a few weeks you've you've not really you know you've not really been looking at the world around you. And now you've opened your eyes again. And been out in the wild world. <laughs> world again. Yeah. yeah, you've been mixing it. Oh, you went to Benidorm. You went to Amsterdam. And now you're back. And now you realise. I mean, it's like, the world's grim. These video boards are great innovation. If you're not if they're not there for a specific mm. reason, and the specific reason is that you're actually reading a menu, right? So if you're reading a menu, you don't need to be watch like whilst you're yeah got, you're perusing it it keeps f***ing changing yeah 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 and, yeah. and you know drive through restaurants on that note let's and put this in you get to the menu board and that's not the full selection they're, they're telling you what you want you either want this 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 or this there aren't any other options according to that menu yeah and you're yeah. like oh, okay i'll um uh, um oh well, yeah there's a car behind me okay i'll have the um i'll have the big thing with the bacon please uh, yeah. a meal yes okay and you know that's not really what you went in yeah, for yeah, but yeah. that's all you've got the option yeah absolutely get in the bin <laughs> oh, and I, oh, oh, whilst we're on about it, yeah. the, the, the paper straws for milkshakes doesn't work. 
There you know that now. They give you two straws, so you have to give yourself a fucking hemorrhage to try to suck the bastard thing through a paper straw. No, That just, just falls apart. No, 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 no. Doesn't fucking work. You take the lid off and drink it like an adult and grown up. Like you don't take the lid you off. do. You drink it like... It's, it's, look, you need to suck it through a straw to get it, get it in your mouth. You can't drink it. If you, ha if you took the lid, lid off and tried to drink a, a, a milkshake from McDonald's, you'd hold it up. I'll be it, honest. It, it, it would stay... It'd stay it, in its shape until eventually you put it back and then you cover your f***ing face in it I, it won't go I was being facetious yes you're right Pablo yeah, yeah. and are you like me when you see a plastic straw collection you God take I'll have, I'll have four of those and yeah. stick them in the glove compartment with your brown sauce Pablo that's also in your yeah. glove compartment you, know, you never know when you might need one <laughs> for, the, for the people that don't realise I was left alone in Pablo's car and discovered a, a sachet of brown sauce I thought that. that's the most northern thing I've ever seen. HP. You've put bastard doom email you to sell you shit and frame that email with the phrase, oh, I'm just reaching out. It's getting on my tits now. I, I, I spend about five minutes every day just unsubscribing to f***ing people who are just reaching out. The founding name, they go, oh, hello, Paul. I just thought I'd spend a couple of minutes on my day to just reach out. And then you're scanning down and you're thinking, I don't want a f***ing fire alarm. No. I don't want... I, I don't want AI or whatever it is. You, where did he get my name from? Yeah, I get it. And, and, he, and he, you're framing it in such a way that you're being friendly and you're just reaching. Anybody who puts in an email that they're just reaching out is a bit of a twat. Oh, is this the same as the ones that say, I, I just like to reach around? No. That's a different kind okay, of email. Okay, that, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. You've put Zandvoort. Yeah, Zandvoort. That's a that's a seaside town in Holland. Oh yeah, it's a seaside town. It's one of my favourite seaside towns. Well, I thought it might. Be. I was really curious to see what a seaside town in Holland would look like. It looks like fucking Armageddon. It's not what like like lower stuff. It's worse. <laughs> it's way way worse. Whoa. Honestly, it's lots of like all the buildings were built at the height of asbestos, and none of them have been knocked down. They're all square. Sort of 70, 60s, 70s type build, buildings there. And like the, the skyline is shite. It looks like, you know, the office from the office yeah. in Slough. All the buildings look like that. Okay. It's yeah. in the North Sea. Yeah. There were, there were people whizzing around on the, those sort of windy surf efforts. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's grim. You thought Lowestoft Beach was a bit grim in January. Yeah. Go to Zandvoort. What a pile of wank. Okay, Zandvoort. Okay. I'm not going share again. I wouldn't recommend this. And finally, agents that put acts forward for doubles when the act does not drive. Stop it. Nah, well, let's leave it there. Obviously, we've you know we've we've said it all. Said the man that wants to go home soon. Yeah, you got more. I know he's yeah. got more to say on this. <laughs> he was fucking livid. <laughs> Let's plug our gigs, Pablo. Um, I've got November the 2nd and 3rd. On November the 2nd, I've got Doug Carter. Yes. And Alexis Roy and Eddie Brimson and AN Other to TBC. So, and you got Eddie again on December the 2nd. That's with you. Yeah. So together, Pablo, we've got a gig that we've shared acts on. And we've got Eddie Brimson again. He's yeah. getting around a bit. He is. He's uh, opening for me, closing for you. Yep. And I've got Nigel Boy Siren Pam Ford on. That's a really nice gig for, for the Wingfield people. It certainly is. Yep. 
And on the same night, I've got Arthur Smith closing and Chris Norton Walker in the middle. Oh, Chris is on good form. And Charmian Hughes uh, emceeing. Wow, I had uh, Chris and Charmian, yeah, come here last month. They were great. They smashed it. www.shaftofwit.com if you'd like to find out more of the amazing gigs that I've got going on, sponsored by Golden Clippers of the uh, <laughs> of Loddon Barbershop. I've not heard from Adams yet. Traditional Turkish haircut and shaves. Are they sponsoring the pod? No, I knew you were going to say that, Pablo, because you... Because you, I want a cut. Yeah, yeah, you're going to say that. But I think, I think you're about as much likely to get a cut of that as I am of your Adams deal. At least more free air out of it. Well, contrition. Well, I am sorry to the people that I clearly upset when my car broke down, Pablo. Mm. I'm sorry to the couple that waited behind me, beeping their horn, uh, when I was stood in the verge, waving like at them, parking yeah. like a twat. I'm sorry to the three or four people that beeped and swore at me as they drove past, having absolutely no um, hindrance to their journey. I'm sorry to the man upset because I wasn't stood on the verge. I was stood by my car uh, phoning the RAC. He was upset with me because I should be stood on the verge. And I'm sorry. You don't sound that sorry. To the people that realised what was going on but still scowled at me. I'm sorry. You know, I I slowed them down. Yeah, you ought to be sorry. You, you, You created a danger for yourself and others by ignoring those warning lights that are there for a reason. No, so, no, so no. Probably by the end of it, there were no warning lights. Yeah, <laughs> was, I know, I know there were no it. lights whatsoever. Yeah, but... You, there you, was no speedo. You, li- was... you listed all the ones that went off, <laughs> but you just carried on driving through until you was in yeah. a really dangerous spot. Yeah, yeah, but... Imagine you if got I, away with it. You got I, away with it, but... Imagine if I'd got home. Had I stopped probably at the garage up the road, the RAC would have picked me up and taken me home. Mm. Anyway, it's all water under the bridge, Pablo. You know, we live and learn, and I learned that that didn't work. And I think it's all a learning. It's called a growth mindset. You do these things, Pablo. You challenge, you do the most challenging thing. The easy thing would have been to pull over and call the RAC in Yarmouth. But no, I thought, let's try something I haven't tried before. That's a growth mindset right there. And I think... It made me look like a bit of a prick, if I'm honest, to loads of people that probably drove past thinking, wow, that's a comedy prick. Oh, what a <laughs> Look at him with his fucking Jaguar. <laughs> what a bag of shy. Let's draw this one to a close. Ten years old, that Jaguar. Yeah. And the alternator's fucked. And the alternator's <laughs> fucked, and it's slowly turning into a money pit. And then, it's time, time yeah. to reconsider. Pablo, let's draw this one to a close. Uh, bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Especially the Patreons. So good to have you back, Pablo. High five. (laughs) See you soon. See you soon, man. I've got to drive to Lancaster. Bummer. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.